Despite how the 2021 season ended for the Arizona Cardinals, they may not be as far off as you think. A wide receiver is in the news today. Not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what the future for the Arizona Cardinals is with the wide receiver position. And flat out, should the Cardinals franchise tag Zach Ertz? Bo has a compelling argument for it. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Giddy up, baby! <laughs> You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Giddy up. Giddy up. Tuesday, Locked On Cardinals, Alex Lancy, Bo Brock. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast. And Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. We're jammed again today. Who says there's an offseason? I mean, there, there's not. It's almost more interesting to talk when it's not during this season because it's all speculative. It's all looking towards the future, and it's not just seeing what happened and reacting to it. So jam show today. Uh, next segment, Calvin Ridley News came out. He suspended a year for gambling. We're not going to talk about that. But we are going to talk about the wide receiver room and the franchise tags that are coming up within the next week and how that could have direct ramifications on the Arizona Cardinals and their future, whether it be signing free agents and free agency or drafting a wide receiver in the first round. And wide receivers aren't the only position getting tagged. A couple tight ends are going to be getting tagged. Does that mean that the Arizona Cardinals should kind of fall in line potentially with that and franchise tag Zach Ertz? We'll talk about all that and more on this edition of Locked on Cardinals. First, this segment, I kind of want to take a few minutes and take a step back. And I've been tough on Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime, and I think rightfully so uh, for the majority of it. Now, what we've lost in all of this is they were one of the best teams in football through 12 or 13 weeks. Okay, record-wise, on the field-wise, whether it be the defense leading the charge or the offense leading the charge, whatever the reasons were, they were one of the top teams in football. Bo continues to remind me of that. I didn't forget about that. But when you look at the, the grand scheme of an NFL season, not all 11 wins seasons are created equal. Having said that, the Cardinals aren't as far off as I've made it seem over the last six weeks. I just think that accountability is necessary for, again, falling short when adversity hits. Now, that doesn't mean that they can't replicate last year. Some things do need to shift and things need to change a little bit. So I tweeted this out that the Cardinals are a good a good free agency and a solid draft away from improving upon their win total from last year. Now, here are the adjectives here. Good, not stellar, and solid, not perfect. Like regardless of Steve Kimes history in the draft, He'll probably get one right at least. I mean, I think Law of Averages says if you throw a dart at a dart at a dartboard, you'll hit close to a bullseye once. And you'd think you, my main thing is that the Cardinals need to remind people that they are closer to the 10 and 2 team than the team that we saw down the stretch, you know, kind of back into the playoffs and then lose embarrassingly to the Rams. Do you think that that's all it's going to take, but just a solid couple couple pieces in free agency and a B minus draft? away from them replicating last year? 
Yeah, I think a lot of people are, are want to lock in for long-term success. Like they, they want him to hit in the draft so the Arizona Cardinals can be successful beyond 22 when they're paying a premium amount of money for their franchise quarterback in Kyler Murray where he's going to make upwards of 40-plus million dollars where people see that the ice is thin as far as this organization that at some time, at some point, you know, something's got to give where Steve Kime is not going to, he continues to not hit in the draft. Is he bringing enough talent through free agency and trades? Is he's going to be able to do that going forward? Is, is Cliff Kingsbury or his shortcomings finally going to kind of rear their ugly head for an entire length of a season? Like people are skeptical uh, of their ability to have this sustained success, even though they've improved the last three seasons. And I, and I, and I think that, People are, are right and justified in doing that. But, you know, the last two off seasons, they've improved their roster. So, you know, what's changing this off season? I think that there are a couple more obstacles in place, especially with the lack of cap space going into things as we sit here a week away, really, from free agency kicking off. Um, so, look, it's not profound what you said. And I don't think you, you believe that it's profound. Like that's you can apply that to every single team in the NFL all 32, like you're, you're good free agency trades and draft away from turning things around. I mean, we saw a team that had four wins the previous year, make their way to the Super Bowl with the second year quarterback. I mean, it ha- and, and that's not unprecedented. Like that happens a lot. We had the Niners go from picking second in the draft to being in the Super Bowl. Like there are like the rags to riches NFL stories all the time. And like the ending for the Arizona Cardinals really did have people seething and, and seeing red the wrong kind of red uh about this organization and, and forgetting all the good things that they did early in the season and you know some of the pillars that they were able to kind of uh, erect as far as this team in the franchise quarterback and some of the players that are under contract from 2021 to 2022 and that yeah a, a good free agent and not even a great one you bring in some players to surround your star players that we this top heavy team has has had um it's yeah, you're probably going to be able to duplicate some success and approach double-digit victories and contend in the NFC West. And, uh, you know, obviously a lot of luck and, and health goes with that. But, you know, I think what people want to see is, like, they see the potential in this team. But they, it, but then they see them falling short of even, like, the expectations that have just been set because of the caliber of talent of at least the quarterback, DeAndre Hopkins, who I know, you know, he's out during the end of the year. but like this team is capable of more than they've even achieved already. And people just want to see them tap into that. And they're skeptical of the people that are making the decisions. So I understand that. But the reality is Steve Kime can go out there next, the next couple of weeks in free agency and bolster a couple of position groups. And this team's right back to where they were through 12 weeks, 13 weeks of the season at 10 and two. And in the conversation for one of the most talented and, and contending teams in the league. Yeah. No, that's well put. Um, you know, what I'd like to see is um, more than one-year deals. You know, yeah. like you're talking for sure. the future. What we saw last year was not a whole lot, a couple one-years, and then a couple trades, or a trade for Zach Ertz after he played 10 games or whatever. He was traded midseason. Okay. I would love to see three for 20s instead of one for twos, three for 12s instead of one for twos. Stability. And what Kyler Murray was talking about stability, he was talking about his own stability, and he was talking about the roster stability long-term, okay? And th- the first way to do that, the first you know, domino here would be signing a couple players to play beyond this season for the Arizona Cardinals. 
You know, a goal for all of this would be to not have to do anything before the trade deadline, not have to make any moves, barring any injuries and anything like that, doing all of your work, not procrastinating, doing all of your homework, being prepared for the test before test day. And that would be a huge step forward here for the Cardinals instead of signing a couple in free agency, doing okay in the draft, and then having to kind of, even though, you know, like it, it was weird last year trading for Zach Ertz. They thought it was the the final piece to what, you know, uh, to what could have been a Super Bowl run. I mean, at that point, Rondo Moore hadn't done a whole lot. Zayvon Collins wasn't seeing the field. Like the draft wasn't working. Marco Wilson was the bright spot for this team. And then he gets injured, obviously, which, you know, right. it's not his fault. But the draft already didn't work before they traded for Zach Ertz. Like, yeah, uh, Rondo yeah. had his one game. He had his game, okay? Zayvon Collins was non-existent, Bo, during the first quarter of the season. Yeah. I mean, for, so, the, for, the, for the most part of the season. I mean, he, he yeah. never, he didn't really have that moment where he even flashed where you're like, ooh, this is something that they can build off of. Um, you know, it, it's it's like finances right say you have a, a decent salary but you've you've got so many things that you have to pay for that each you're living paycheck to paycheck that's that's the feeling the arizona cardinals are living paycheck to paycheck like they're not putting anything away for savings like they don't have anything that they're invested in long term that's going to make them money in the future and be something that they can rely upon each and every year to continue to be like financially stable like they are going, they're getting their paycheck and they're spending it each time they get it. And that's just what they're doing. And there's a way to survive that, but you're just treading water so often. It's, and it's not like you've got Kyler and he's going to, he's going to come collect. But after that, like Isaiah Simmons con continues to need to develop. Zayvon Collins has to show that he's worth something and you have to hit consistently, at least in those money rounds, first and second. If you're not at least 50% on those, you know, every draft, in the first or second round, finding impact makers, you're, you're going to be having to go spend a premium, whether in draft capital on trades or in free agency. And, you know, that's got, I think, you know, at some point that it won't work and you'll have a 2018 season like they did. And I think that's what people are, are really scared of. Because they've been teetering on it for a while. Yeah. You know, I, I don't like, think like they've gotten lucky. He's gotten lucky. Like people talk about the Rams, how they've given away all their draft capital. It's worked. The Cardinals, but at it hasn't some really... point, it's yeah. like the, the the ice is going to crack and people are you're going to fall through. I mean, yeah. that's I think that's it's it's become a high wire act for for Steve Kime and the Arizona yep. Cardinals. And I think if if you're if you're saying no, I think you're being a little naive to it. Like this this the success that they've had is great, but is it sustainable? You know, that's they, they've got to be able to find a way to start to pivot from these one year two year deals. To finding guys that they can lock in, and, and, and like you see the organizations that do that, like Baltimore, you know, if, if they didn't have Lamar Jackson go out, they're they're probably back in the playoffs, and they're always in the mix, and and they do a good job, and they they, they don't do have, it as like, pieces, not yeah. as the focal point right. of offenses, and that's the thing, you know, and it's worked kind of. This is the first, you know, it's it's the first uh, winning record they've had since 2015. Yeah. Okay, so it's it hasn't worked. You know, and it needs to work because they're going to be around for another about 2,000 days if they live out the extent of their contract. Alex Lindsay Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. This is a poor transition. Um, it's not, you know what? Yeah, it's a poor transition, but this is, we have one of our sponsors. Something happened with a with a former, athlete, former wide receiver today, suspended for a full year. 
Um, we're not going to talk about that. We are going to talk about what the future of the Arizona Cardinals wide receiver position looks like as franchise tag day is, is getting closer by the second. We're starting to see the potential that a lot of wide receivers will be franchise tagged by their current teams. What does that mean for the Arizona Cardinals? We'll tell you. Uh, BetOnline.net. Football might be over this season, but basketball's in full steam for both pro and college. I mean, dude, you know, we're like 13 days away, 12 days away from March Madness. Their championship games last night, I think, uh, from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where, you f- where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net's number one spot for all your betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball, man. BetOnline.net has got you for hockey, boxing, UFC, Vegas casino games, whatever. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just YouTube, just search Locked on Cardinals, man. Um, we're having a good time. We're going to be doing great things all summer. Um, yeah, follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. So Calvin Ridley has been suspended for the entire 2022 season. Um, there are other uh, wide receivers that are going to potentially be franchise tagged by their current teams. Um, I have been in the do not draft wide receiver in the first round camp. Uh Am I changing my – should I – give me an argument, Bo, why I should be changing my tune to having them draft a wide receiver instead of a defensive or offensive lineman. Yeah, because the caliber of wide receiver that you're now going to be able to get via free agency, he's a little bit further down the depth chart as far as available free agents because we're seeing now guys like Mike Williams from the Chargers. And, and this I, – I don't understand why L.A. would even – entertain the idea of Mike Williams was so big as far as Justin Herbert is a big target for him. Why would they would let him walk? It looks like he's going to trend towards a franchise tag, which I think the deadline's today, right? Uh, you've got Mike Williams. You've got Chris Godwin, who's likely to get a tag. You've got Devontae Adams, the, the Green Bay, they're going to tag him or figure something out, probably tag him in, in the interim and then figure out an extension. Uh, Calvin Ridley suspended. There's, there's one of the trade options off the board. So, now you've got to go into you got to look at the likes of Allen Robinson and Amari Cooper and guys that have you know red flags surrounding them uh, as far as just being able to play or or what kind of teammate I mean Amari Cooper is now going to be on his third franchise uh, in his young NFL career I think where you you look at first round pick twenty third overall you know lots of guys made some splashes at the combine and their stock is on the rise but if somebody were to fall at twenty three. I think he just simplified things with Steve Kime. Like he, he's not been looking at premium positions. He hasn't been looking at, you know, really even any offensive guys since drafting Kyler Murray. And it's just like, I, I think finally it's time to invest in that, that spot for, for Murray, for his sake and his success. You've got DeAndre Hopkins and at 23, and we've seen right in that area, some really Im- big impact makers year one for rookie wide receivers, they're just coming out more and more ready to play. I just think to keep it simple, the Arizona Cardinals could go out there and just find a playmaker. I mean, what's the point? I mean, sure, he can look at the offensive line, a, a, a spot that he traditionally hasn't drafted well. He hit on, what, DJ Humphreys, and then that's it. Um, and then, 
you know, defensive line, he missed on Robert Kandiche, but I'm sure, I, I guess you can make the argument like he fell in their lap and what else were they going to do? Uh, he just hasn't had a whole lot of success. If he can find just a can't miss type prospect at wide receiver, you just simplify things and say, hey, just pull the trigger on that and let's get this guy in the building because he can be an impact maker day one. Because otherwise, you're going to deal with, you know, the, another red shirt lost first season. If you look at other positions where Steve Kime has it traditionally drafted well, back into the defense, like the safety position, you're taking the running back off the board. You're not going to draft a running back in the first round. So, where else are you going to go? Take an impact maker. Is that the wide receiver spot? Doesn't work for me. Like, <laughs> like I get it. And you know what? If they would have drafted an offensive lineman in me, the last two. Yeah. Let me ask you, what, what positions do you rank ahead? Like that you would take, that you would look at that before wide receiver? Because it's not completely off the, like offensive line, it seems to be your priority, correct? Yes. But but but, I, but I'm open, yeah. But I'm open to others. Like if yeah. you said running back or wide receiver, obviously wide receiver. Right. We say tight end or wide receiver. Like obviously the, it's it's higher yeah, on so the pecking order a lot. Offensive line one, right? Yeah, offensive line, defensive line. If there's a stud edge rusher there, we don't know what's yeah. gonna happen with Chandler Jones. We don't know if he's gonna be able to play the same hybrid kind of role that Chandler Jones did. Um, like edge rusher, wide receiver, that's gonna be tough for me. Because of what we've seen from Zayvon Collins through one year and Isaiah Simmons, although taking steps, you know, do you trust like do you trust the linebacking room, linebacker room right now? It's not a it's not a, a rhetorical question. Like going into next year, if maybe they add another veteran, but not somebody like a Melvin Ingramish guy who went mm-hmm. to Kansas City last year, somebody that's 34, that's been a beast for a long time, but isn't going to be your lead guy. Like, oh, say they bring Marcus Golden back and Jordan Hicks back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Say they keep those four. Is that enough for you? Uh, no. I mean, you, you got to get, you got to get some, some more, I guess, more speed, more, you know, I, I like, I like golden, but if you, if you bring back Hicks at this point, unless he, he's got to be coming back on a pay cut, but I, yeah, I no, no. I mean, you, you've got to, especially as, as the, if it's the status quo and you're not anticipating any development, no, there's not enough room in the pass rush department right now as it stands. And no, and that's that's a premium position. Like that, like if you're looking at Atlanta, and you're like, man, Atlanta, like they would do themselves a great service because they've already got their lockdown corner of the future in AJ Terrell. If they go out there again a pass rush, like and you lock those guys in uncontrollable, you know, relatively cheap contracts, like those are two premium positions that you usually have to break the bank for. We're watching it play out in real time as Chandler Jones is going to command a ton of money. You know, you, like the, the Arizona Cardinals, I think that the edge, it, it should absolutely be in play. But I think as far as where Steve Kime has missed so far, like yeah. he, he hasn't had any luck in the second round. Like, so just... Has he had any luck? So this is not supposed to come off glib, I promise. Sure. Has he had any success in the wide receiver position whatsoever? Uh, outside uh, of John Brown... Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, but he's well, one Christian Kirk, like he's two for ten. Okay, two for ten because Christian yeah. Kirk has been a yeah. good play. Yeah, he's, okay. he's not great. So, he's not a Pro Bowl guy, right? But and John Brown's the only guy to have a thousand yard receiver that he's drafted since 2013. And he was <laughs> what the third option, second option. Yeah. I know it's him and Fitz, you know, second. Yeah. Um, and Michael Floyd was, you know, he's at the end of his tenure. Michael Floyd was the last first round right. receiver that they took, right? And that was. Was that? I mean, he had a thousand yard receiver, but he was more of a headache than anything. Right. I mean, those are those are the risks you take. You could get the next Michael Floyd, and I don't or think Jalen Rager. 
is the is the next yeah. guy that you want or Denzel Mims. You know, like he was on the Cardinals roster. Was it Josh Doxson? Remember yeah. him? He was yeah. on the Cardinals for TCU. a practice squad. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, he went to your boys. Um, Just don't take a don't take a wide receiver out of TCU. I think that's pretty easy, right? Isn't that where Rager and, and both Dotson went? Yeah, I don't know. I think Jalen Rager went there. I can't remember. Um, but so okay, so wide receiver not great. Now Hakeem Butler, I thought was an inc- like I don't think anybody could have seen that coming with how he did at Ohio yeah. Iowa State in the fourth round. So I was I almost gave him a pass for that. But Chad Williams wasn't invited to the combat. We know all this stuff. Okay, so wide receiver not great. Okay, right. not ideal. Um, what's next? Offensive, well, um, defensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if Jordan Davis, and yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you look at the Arizona Cardinals as far as need, oh, I'm saying for think, Steve Kimes draft history. Oh, so so I mean, no, and I'm not, and I'm yeah. again, this is not yeah. on purpose to be so. No, no, no. Robert Kimbiche, okay, didn't work out. I that's one guy that I'll give a pass for him also because it wasn't supposed to fall there. I don't think he wanted to draft him. I think that that name was too big to not take at 28 or 29, wherever they took him, 30, whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, the two guys that he took in the fourth round a couple of years ago are yep. fine. In Lucky yep. Lucky Fultz and Rashad Lawrence, for sure. Uh, they're rotational guys. Now, we're, yeah. I'm getting off track here. So, linebacker and wide receiver, the two that I think would be behind offensive line and defensive line and corner, mm. it probably corner first also in the first round. I would take one of those three. Yeah. over wide receiver and, and and edge rusher. And when you have both of those, his draft history is putrid. So m- that would lend me to think drafting someone that he actually had success with in drafting offensive line, it's a small sample size. Jonathan Cooper Torres ripped his leg, unfortunately, you know, the compound fracture. And mm-hmm. DJ Humphreys was, was the first first-round pick he gave a second contract to. So I would mm-hmm. think the margin for error is a lot wider or thinner. What? He has a better chance to draft an offensive lineman that's going to work out yeah, over a wide receiver, yeah. or edge rush, or, or linebacker. That's my point. It's really going to be interesting to see. Like, obviously, it's a deep position as far as wide receiver goes. I think corners got some decent depth, but it's the same thing that we got into at this point last year. It's like, would you rather take a position of need, or would you rather take the best prospect available at maybe uh, a lesser, uh, you know, spot? Like. They need a corner, but if you're going to take, you know, the fourth best corner over, you know, the third best wide receiver, I don't know if that, if that, you know, how much better you get, like, sure. It it makes your cornerback a little bit better, but you could, you could create a strength in taking, you know, the third best wide receiver off the board. And then, you know, we talk about this still, we're blue in the face and we do like, we're just getting started. But, you know, at the end of the day, our conversations went one direction and the actual Cardinals went completely different direction. Zayvon Collins, a guy we really didn't talk about until it got real close to him being selected 16th overall. Yeah. And, and, you know, at least the car, I mean, dodging bullets kind of loosely defined, at least Caleb Farley wasn't all pro. At least Greg Newsom wasn't all pro right away. But when Caleb Farley was on the field, he played pretty well. Asked Tic Tac Titans about that. Tyler Rowland, my co-host on Thursday's lockdown NFL and Greg Newsom played meaningful minutes in Cleveland. Okay. So, I don't know exa- exactly what people want year one. You're not going to get Jalen Ramsey. You're not going to get Marshawn Lattimore every time. You're not going to get Devin Bush like right when they step off the field. Like Josh Allen, the linebacker who went top five overall a couple years ago, is finally starting to come into his own right. in Jacksonville. Well, so it takes time. But, 
I mean, but then it, it doesn't sometimes. Like Newsom, as you said, played significant snaps. Well, sorted Marco played. Wilson when he played. But, and, like yeah. it's not but exactly also the same. In that same mix, same first round. Eric Stotes, Stokes was awesome for Green yep. Bay, except for the play against DeAndre Hopkins where he pulled the old oopsie doopsie. Yeah. And uh, you know, obviously he had the face masking, but uh that should have been a TD. Eric Stotes had a great rookie season and the Packers did their due diligence and they and they've been great drafting. Steve Kime has it. He's taking a guy that used to play running back. He took him in the third round. And Brandon Williams, and he wasn't that great. And oh. like Byron Murphy's been solid, but he hasn't been. You know, you don't have to worry about him. He's had his moments, but you know, it's been a it's been a position that they haven't scouted well. And twenty three, you've got to be on point as far as your scouting because you can either get you know a new summer Stokes or you can get a guy that's out of the league and you know after his rookie contract. Oh, they're gonna draft a flipping wide receiver. I know it. Alex Lancey, Bo Brock, it just it's there. Cause you know what? Drake London's gonna fill more seats than Zion Johnson. I'm I'm here for Drake London. Let's I know you it. are. You're the you're part of the problem. <laughs> <Six> Alex, <four. laughs> Alex, I Alex Lancey, Bo Brock, locked on Cardinals. Um, what are the Cardinals gonna do with Zach Ertz? Because Zach Ertz was a bright spot. Uh, 600. You know he broke the record in 10 games for Arizona Cardinals. Uh, yardage. He's he still got some juice. He was being very underutilized in Philly. Do you keep him around in the desert via the franchise tag? We'll talk about that next. Locked on Cardinals first. RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock everything that you need. You know, they, they're not going to have everything there. And they're going to upcharge you 40 50 60% sometimes. You don't have to drive down there. Get in your jammies and just go to rockauto.com. Rock I immediately regret saying jammies if I could say that. Sorry, Rock Auto. Sorry, everybody who's listening to this. Um, <laughs> Rock Auto. It's a family-owned business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low. You don't get upcharged. Every customer has the same price. They've got everything you need from brake parts, motor oil, even new carpet. You know, go to explore how easy it is to get the upgrades you need, get the parts you need for your car at rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Uh, follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Just getting ramped up for this offseason. We're about, what, six weeks away from the draft. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers may get $90 million a year between now and then. Like, it's interesting. Josh Weinfuss and others um, have been tweeting out, you know, the Aaron Rodgers contract and the Kyler Murray contract, like, may go hand in hand. Like, oh, hey, if you're Eric Burkhardt, yeah, let's just see how much Aaron Rodgers is going to get. Let me ask you a question. Why would you give a player $50 million a year who can't win in the playoffs? Let me, can I, can I yeah. ask you that? I mean, because you're what's the difference? What's the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre? Honestly, what's the difference? Brett Favre was more likable for longer. I guess. I mean, it's 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 shocking that it's become just as dramatic and and dysfunctional at the end of the day because you didn't envision that a long time ago. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's you know, I talked to Bukowski from from Lockdown Packers, and he thinks it's going to be like a two year, hundred million dollar deal, and then they'll add some dummy years or something to it. But it's going to be. Good. Pretty Do crazy. It. Do it. I mean, the thing is, jettison a franchise for two years. Yeah, 
we'll see. It, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be bonkers. Uh, just the, the league just kind of released its its franchise its tenders. So you've got the franchise tag and the in the transition tenders coming out. And you know, I think that the the running back transition tag is still in play for a guy like James Conner potentially. It's right around eight million bucks. Kind of, it hasn't risen since Kenyon Drake a couple of years ago. Might be an option for the Arizona Cardinals, but when you look at the tight end, it's just under eleven million dollars. And the Browns are going to reportedly tag David and Joku. That might even be official. And then the Dallas Cowboys are trying to figure out. Like Dak Prescott's kind of in a similar position as is Kyler Murray, where his his playmakers could get a a, a pretty good you know uh, I guess makeover this offseason. He's got Zeke and he's got Ceedee Lamb, but you know Dalton Schultz could hit free agency if he's not tagged. He could be tagged. He had 800 yards receiving. He had a pretty good year. David Njoku didn't. Like, did the Arizona Cardinals maybe look at the franchise tag as an option for Zach Hertz uh, today? Um, it'd be interesting. I mean. What are they otherwise like? What are they going to do at that position? Where are they going to find the production? Like, uh, do they just are they just confident? Like, hey, we'll we'll let you test the market, and then we don't find it. Like, let's keep your happy your your wife happy. She's in her in her hometown, basically. Grew up in Mesa. Like, you know, or do you just tag him as a placeholder? Because it probably you know I think the Arizona Cardinals could work something out extension wise with their Ertz. It just keeps him. I don't know. Or or you could even look at. Would he be eligible for a transition tag? That's around nine point three million. You just got to worry about somebody coming in, swooping out, swooping in, and paying him more. Yeah, I, I don't think the transition tag is on the, in my opinion, on the, on the table. On the table, yeah, because it's just yeah, because you're right. Like, we need to remove ourselves from saying, "Oh, Mac, Max Williams is coming back. Everything's going to be fine." Let's remove ourselves from that conversation. Like, let's not have that conversation. Would you like Max Williams to retire in Arizona Cardinal? Absolutely. Do you think that he's going to be the seven catches for seventy yards guy that he had in one game last year? No, no. So stop, stop that, please. Would you like both of them to be on this roster? Absolutely. In my in my estimation, we've talked about Max Williams. I like Max Williams to play more of a Kyle Juszczyk role without the offensive output whatsoever. You can put him in the backfield and have him block for Kyler Murray. He's an absolute bulldog. He's one of the best blocking players in the NFL, regardless of position. And he's already kind of positionless to begin with. And we missed him. We missed watching him down the stretch when the Cardinals needed extra max protection and he wasn't on the field max protection. I didn't even see because his name is Max. You mm. see? Do you get that? Yeah, it makes Do you understand sad. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Max, max max protection? No. So, so with, with Zach Ertz, I'm <clears throat> kind of warming up to this. Because not only do you have stability in a second year for Kyler Murray, you also have a guy that you know the floor of what he's going to produce. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to learn a new offense. He already, you know, Julie, his wife, you know, they live, they've got a house here. Like this, this makes more sense to me where if you want Zach Ertz or James Conner to retire a Cardinal from where they are in their careers right now, I would say Zach Ertz just because, first of all, he's got a couple, he's got fewer years left. Mm-hmm. And I feel like his production will be more even keel. And I think his touchdown numbers would go up in a full season, a second year under yeah. his offense. And playing more with, with DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you only have to, I know he got hurt, but you just have to, you have to project like your guys are going to stay healthy. I think that that's, that that's pretty, I mean, now if you get one of those guys back in the fold, this offense looks a lot different and more appealing to, other available players. It's like, hey, we've got we've got Hopkins, we've got Ertz, we've got Rondell Moore. 
And of course, Kyler Murray, you know, that, that's better than just, Hey, we've got Kyler Murray and we've got DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, we're figuring everything else out. It's like, Oh, okay. You know, I, it's it's a little bit more stable of a look, and and I think as far as the red zone is concerned, that that's that's really appealing. Like as yeah. far as having those two targets, well, and and Tyler. I mean, you saw the forty plus yard touchdown catch and run. Like it was a fifteen yeah. yard in that that he housed. Okay, mm-hmm. he's not slow right. yet. You know, and it's I mean, like yeah. what I remember from Zach Ertz is he gets traded after a Sunday Monday Thursday night game. Day. Thursday night game. He's yeah. in Cleveland on the sidelines with the Cardinals. Mm. It was Cleveland, right? Am I losing my mind? I think it was Cleveland. So whatever it was, he was wherever they went on the road that week. He was there yep. with that organization that it's, it seems small, but 96 hours after crying your eyes out in the tunnel, knowing it's going to be the last game from the team you played on for your entire career and made pro bowls and made a lot of money to be in your new organization like that. That shows exactly the kind of person you want to wear a uniform for the Arizona Cardinals in perpetuity. Right. And who was he? He was riding next to, he was, he was sitting next to Kyler on the plane ride home and, and that type of, you know, unspoken leadership, like that's going to, you want that to rub off, especially with all the criticisms right now, of Kyler Murray, that's the type of player you want him to kind of develop into. Now, and, let me um, ask you one thing so we can tease yeah. into tomorrow. Cause I want to lead, or I want to have tomorrow's one of these, one of our segments tomorrow be this. Is there a world where you can go into J.J. Watt's office and say, hey, we want to add a couple more years. We want you to retire a Cardinal. Can you restructure for us? Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't think he, anything's off the table. Nothing, well, and I because because they love he loves being here. You could tell, like, you could tell that he loves being here, regardless of how badly it ended last year. I right. feel like I feel like JJ Watt will retire in Arizona Cardinal. I don't think he wants to learn a new system. I think he likes being here. I think he likes to coach the young guys behind him. I think that if they can draft a pass rusher or an inside def- interior defensive lineman, he's going to be paramount in their growth on the field. So look, we'll talk about that tomorrow, but the restructuring is going to get silly. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins already said he restructured if they brought in another big name. So mm-hmm. what it looks like is everybody, aside from Kyler Murray, he hasn't gotten paid yet. As, Everybody that's made money already seems to be ready to restructure to fill up this roster again. It's going to be really interesting to watch. And that shows future aspirations for this organization and not get me the hell out of here, which is a definitely a good step in the right direction. Alex Lancey, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.